Welcome into Ezra and Cotter Sports Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Ori. And I'm Justin. So we usually focus on NFL, MLB, but we couldn't ignore the NBA draft. So with the number one pick, Minnesota Timberwolves selected Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. That really bolsters their roster. They got Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell. They traded for Ricky Rubio. What do you think about the Timberwolves coming into this year? Um, I don't know. This was like a really weird draft because if you look at it, like the guy who went number one this year, like probably wouldn't even go top five next year. And it's not like Anthony Edwards was a surefire player like Zion was last year. Like Anthony comes in with a lot of question marks. I think it, I think he honestly had the, the worst pre-draft interview I've ever heard. I think he said if he could right now, he'd try, if he got drafted in the NFL right now, he'd drop everything. He said he's really not into basketball that much. He said he only likes it because it's what he's good at, but he prefers football. So I thought that was a little weird. And he's just kind of – he's a really high-volume scorer. And I don't know, it's not like his Georgia team did that well. So it's kind of – it's kind of tough. I don't, I don't think it's going to be like the previous years with those top picks just coming in and killing it, but I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, I think you kind of snuck up because I heard all last year Wiseman, who we'll get into in a second, was the sure the surefire pick for the number one selection. So let's get into that. So with the number two pick, the Warriors selected James Wiseman. So he adds to a Warriors roster with Curry. Thompson, unfortunately, got hurt. He's out for the season now. Wiggins. So their roster, it's, it's going to be pretty good still with Draymond Green. Definitely not going to be, you know, the and, awful uh, team they were last Oubre. year. Oh, yeah, Kelly Oubre. Oubre it's always tough, too, because James Wiseman is a beast. But, I mean, he played, what, like five games in college? So, like... I don't, I don't think he'll, like, do bad, but that question was always up in the air of, like, you didn't really get to see that much out of him. He did well, but still, you'd probably want to see a full season, but I think he'll fit in really well at the Warriors because I think, I mean, they're one of the best coach teams in the NBA. He's got a lot of playmakers around him. He knows how to win, and it's not like he's going to be expected to have that huge scoring role either. And then with the third pick, the Hornets selected LaMelo Ball. Kind of a controversial pick, but what do you think about that? Um, they said there was questions surrounding his scoring ability, but him having the ability, they said he's probably one of the top passers in the draft and he has the most raw potential. So, I mean, that ball names come, comes with a lot of baggage. So it's a big risk for, for them at number three, but hey, it could pay off. Honestly, I think they selected him. I mean, he's obviously a really good player, but just the fact that the Hornets are such a small market team, they don't have any stars right now. I mean, you could say like, a P.J. Washington or Devontae Graham. Their, their only star, I guess you could say, was Rozier last year. So that really brings all the media attention. And the Hornets aren't going to be good this year, but they definitely are going to be improved with ball. So with sure. that, let's get into our NFL Week 11 predictions. So last night, the Seahawks won against the Cardinals. So for our first game of the NFL Week 11, 1 p.m. slate, we have the Steelers at the Jaguars. Jaguars were luck. last week. I think they were two touchdown dogs against the Packers. So, and they, I think they lost by like five. I don't even think it was that much. So the Steelers also had a close game. So that's why I think 10 and a half is easily coverable by the Jaguars. Um, I think the Steelers will win. But it, uh, I think it would be a high scoring game, which is why I think the Steelers would just pull away late. You know, the Jaguars will make mistakes. So I think that's why. The Steelers ultimately will win. I mean, they are 8-0 right now, so they're pretty – or 9-0, my bad. So they're pretty good, but that's why the over is going to hit too. Yeah, I see this game kind of comparable to the Steelers beating the Bengals last week, but 
they waxed the Bengals. They won by 26 points. But then you look at the Jaguars' side, and they only lost by four points to the Packers. So it's kind of a toss-up. You know, I think the Jaguars will be within um, 11 points, but I think the Steelers definitely pulled this out. Hopefully it's not like the Cowboys game earlier where, you know, the Steelers were head-to-head with them. But I think the Steelers definitely pull this thing out. So next we have the Lions at the Panthers. Um, so I think this is a Panthers. I really like the Panthers offense. I think they're underrated severely, but they are very hit or miss. So, I mean, the Lions play like they've blown a couple games this year. So their record really doesn't indicate what they do, but they're a solid team. But I think the Panthers are able to pull this one out with all those offensive playmakers. And I think they're all, I mean, DJ Morris finally starting to play up. He's having such hit or miss weeks. And now he's kind of starting to finally play up to that billing of who he is. So him and Robbie Anderson are good, but still no C-Max. So that's tough. Yeah, so for this week, Bridgewater actually isn't starting. It's between P.J. Walker, the former XFL player, or Will Greer, uh, their third-round pick in the 2019 draft from West Virginia. So what I see is the Lions barely won against the Washington football team by three points. They let up the fourth-most rushing yards in the NFL, so Mike Davis could certainly have a big day. So that's why I see the Panthers winning this, and I think they could win this by a touchdown at least. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good game there. Just because they're two evenly matched teams. It's not like they're two insane teams, but they're just really evenly matched. Um, Next, we have Pats at Texans. So I look at this game, and I see Patriots written all over it. The Texans have the worst rushing defense in the NFL. They let up 167 yards per game. So I think Harris, you could see a lot of what he did last week against the Ravens, doing that to the Texans. I mean, the Patriots were able to contain Lamar in the running offense last week. And the Texans have the sixth worst turnover differential. So I think the Patriots will definitely pressure Deshaun Watson and make him feel really uncomfortable. I don't know. I did just watch the Patriots beat up on the Ravens. But again, I wasn't impressed with either teams. I mean, they were playing in the middle of the monsoon last week. That was that. I think you play that game different conditions. It goes anyway, or it goes a completely different way. But I mean, I wasn't really coming away and impressed. I really don't think Cam Newton was that. I don't think he's that good. I don't. I don't know. I, I'd much rather. I think Deshaun Watson can like do more if he was down. I think I have more faith in Deshaun than Cam Newton leading a team. Obviously, just because Deshaun's a way better quarterback, but Deshaun's working with way less than what Cam has or the Patriots team has as a whole in general. But I still think I still think one and a half. I think Texans win it straight up, and I think it's a high scoring affair. Just because I don't think there's going to be really any defense. I mean, the Patriots were riddled with injuries last week. So I think that's going to be the big teller of this game. Next, we have Titans at Ravens. This one was definitely one of the toughest ones to pick. Obviously, we saw last year in the playoffs, Henry completely go off. And that's really going to be the key to this game. Are the Ravens going to be able to stop Henry? I saw Campbell's doubtful, which really hurts the defense. And what scares me is the Ravens can't step up in big games. They haven't done it this year at all. It's going to be up to really our defense. And if Lamar can put up enough points to stop what Titans are going to, you know, do at MNC Bank Stadium. Yeah, I, I, I agreed with you. I fought back and forth. But ultimately, I went, it's going to be a close game. So that's why I went with the Titans covering. But left five. But I, ultimately, I could not just go with, I think, I think, the, Titan, the Titans are so banged up. I think they're out three linemen 
this week Clowney's out um they obviously still have Derrick Henry but I mean the Ravens are literally the best rush rushing team in the league I saw yesterday that uh last night the Cardinals offense it's 100 rushing yards they did it for nine straight games and that was second in the NFL the Ravens are number one right now 32 so like I mean the Ravens are going to live and die by the run game so and the Titans, Titans defense is just not that good. So I think the Ravens are just going to be able. I think the Ravens will be able to gash them more, a little more than the uh, Titans are able to gash the Ravens. To be honest, yeah, the Ravens usually do win these regular season games. I just really thought back to last season. And I was like, we really couldn't stop anything. It was just frustrating as a Ravens fan to watch that. Oh yeah, that I still think about that game every time. You always see all these highlights. It's just so depressing. So next we have the Philadelphia Eagles against the Browns. I don't know. I must be missing something. I don't. I feel like the spread. You you went with the Eagles here straight up. I thought three was a little low. I thought the Browns would like easily win this, but I don't. I guess Miles Garrett's out. So that's huge. One of the best team linemen in the league. But I still. I. I mean, the Eagles just are not good. Brown Browns are okay. They're not insane, but they're. I think they should be able to beat up on an Eagles team. That's just my way of looking at it. I think an average quarterback in Baker will be able to do a lot better than Carson Wentz in that offense. But they do have Miles Sanders back, and he's solid. So he is a game changer for them. But I still think the Browns are able to win this and cover. Yeah, the reason I picked the Eagles is because the Browns scored 16 points in their last two games. There's no way you win with that. And last week they put up 10 points against the worst defense in the league with the Texans. And the, for the Eagles, it's a really a must-win game if you want to win the NFC East. Like you said, Sanders is back in full swing. And Wentz, he knows he's on the hot seat, so he needs to have a big game. I think the Eagles can pull this thing out. So next we have the Falcons and the Saints. This is one I, like, toyed with for a while, too, because, I mean, you got, you got Taysom Hill starting a quarterback on Sunday. But, like, I don't know. that. I mean, Taysom Hill's okay but he's got what like 15 career passes under his belt and he's 32 I think like he's up there but they got Jameis on the bench but Alvin Kamara I mean you got Alvin Kamara that's a game changer in itself I'm not I mean the Falcons just that defense just is not good either um that's why I think I had to go with the Saints here I just I was not feeling the Falcons I had no trust in them even stopping Taysom Hill yeah, so as you mentioned, Hill starting. I hate that decision. I really do. I think you should just give Jameis the chance. That's why you brought him in. And, you know, the Saints gave Bridgewater the same opportunity last year, and he really thrived off of that. As for Kamara, he missed Thursday's practice, but I figure he'll still play. But on the off chance that he doesn't, that really changes the game completely. As you mentioned, the Falcons' defense is still awful, so I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. The Falcons' offense is still top 10 in yards and yards per game. But ultimately, I think the Saints win this game. I think the problem is that uh, Taysom Hill is uh, – I'm pretty sure he got signed to like a big – I mean, not a big contract, but like a big annual value contract. I think he has – yeah, he's getting $16 million for a one-year deal. So I feel like – I think they viewed him as a quarterback of the future after – Drew Brees, but I mean, Jameis has so much more experience, so it is it's definitely a questionable call. That's the only thing I can uh, think of. Like you said, Hill has literally no experience at quarterback except for his days at BYU, and Jameis threw 30 touchdowns leading the league last year. I think they just had to give him a chance, but we'll see. I'm anxious to see what Hill does. 
it'll be tough to to gauge for Sunday. But hey, get to see if Taysom Hill is, you know, supposedly the better Lamar Jackson is what some analysts were saying in the offseason. Next up, we have Bengals at Washington football team. So I looked at this game, and I really saw the Washington football team going out there and, and winning, really. I mean, they had a really good game against the Lions last week. Alex Smith threw for 300 yards, and I liked what I saw, honestly. And for the Bengals, they got crushed by the Steelers, granted a way better team. But losing by 26, that really deterred me from them. The Washington football team leads the NFL in the least passing yards per game, and the Bengals, obviously a heavy passing team. So we'll see if that plays out at all. And, you know, the Bengals showed last week that they struggled against a good defenses and Washington football team has a really good defense. I think, I think Dripper is able to get it together. I wasn't, I really wasn't able to sit there and stick with, uh, you know, Alex Smith. I think I kind of thought, you know, he's had, he's put up some really good games though, but I think it's, it was just kind of tough for me. I think with that, such a heavy pass offense, I don't think I think Joe Burrow's what the top rookie in the league, so I think he'll be able to get it together this week, and I think he'll be able to show people, especially against this good defense. Hey, like maybe last week, like you know, just AFC North game. You know, not everything's there, but we're good, good to go now. Um, next, we have Jets at Chargers. Yeah, so for this one, the spread at nine and a half. I kind of went out and picked the Jets. I don't know if that was a good pick, but. I don't know. I saw ten points, and I was like, uh, I don't, I don't know, because maybe the Jets. I felt the same. Maybe the Jets this week could be within ten points. They're definitely not going to win this game. I don't think. I mean, the explosive offense of Herbert and the Chargers with Keenan Allen, you know, they're one of the best duos in the league. Very underrated, I think. I think the over hits in this game just because the Chargers are going to go up and down the field like they want to, and I think the Jets could, you know, possibly score two touchdowns. So I think that's you know, a pretty good chance of happening. And the fact Joe Flacco starting on Sunday and I don't know, Joe Flacco, he, he goes out there and gets it done. He did show some potential. It's some crazy bombs out there on Thursday night football a couple weeks ago, but it's, it's not like Joe is exactly in his prime anymore. And Herbert's kind of, and Herbert's, you know, young, fresh rookie out there right now looking to prove himself. But yeah, I, I was, I, I personally stuck with the, the nine and a half. I think the Chargers, it's just, it's so hard to like put faith in such a bad team to like put up points. Right. So I, I just had to go. I, I went with the lesser of two Eagles here with the nine and a half with the Chargers covering. All right. So going from the Chargers to another rookie quarterback in Tua. So we have the Miami Dolphins against the Denver Broncos. What do you think? Drew Locke is, I think Drew Locke is questionable for Sunday, but I mean, Dolphins are rolling right now, so, and the Broncos really aren't, I don't think are that good to where they'd be able to put up three. I kind of, I was honestly questioning that the three and a half here for my lock between this and the Browns, but I think three and a half is a little low. I think two goes out there, keeps balling, but I think the over hit, I think the over hit even without uh, Drew Locke, I think, who's their backup? I think, it's gonna to be tough, but uh, I think no, it, it's think uh, he, it's Ripian, the guy from Boise State. Oh, I think I well, even with their wide receiver core there, I think they'll be able to come in and put a couple points and hit the over. No, when I saw this game, I saw under completely because if if Locke is playing, he's been I'm just gonna say it, he's been really bad this year. Besides the fourth quarter is when he really excels, but that's garbage time by then because they're already 
losing by two touchdowns. I definitely think the Dolphins win this thing, and I think they win it big. If they score, you know, 30 points, the Broncos still have to score two touchdowns, and I, I don't know if they do. So we'll see. It, it, is, it is tough to pick the Broncos. It, that was a tough pick. <laughs> but uh, next we have Cowboys and Vikings. Yeah, after seeing the Vikings last week against the Bears, I really am starting to gain confidence in them. You know, they have an easy schedule coming up with the Cowboys this week. And, you know, that game last week, they didn't even use Dalvin Cook all that much. They relied on their receivers. You know, Justin Jefferson, Thielen had two touchdown catches. So I think the Vikings really stomped the Cowboys in this game. And I think they could easily win by a touchdown here. Yeah, I thought the same. I mean, Cowboys are absolutely terrible. Imagine if Dalvin was going like last week. That's the thing is you get the offense going and Dalvin. That's that's just insane. That's just so mad. That's one of the top backs in the league. So, um, I mean, I think they easily cover here and win. So I think the over hits too, just because I think they're just going to put up so many points. So next we have the Green Bay Packers and the Colts. The Packers, obviously, you know, contenders for the Super Bowl right now. One of the top five teams. And the Colts really surprised some people last week. Thursday night football against the Titans weren't picked to win, but they pulled it out. So what do you think about this game? I think that was, I mean, I don't, I think that was more so on the fact that the Titans just aren't that same team that they are. I don't, I wouldn't put too much stock in that win. I'd wait until this week. I think the Colts, I think they're a solid, I think they're like a solid wild card team. But I mean, I think the Packers are probably one of the top three teams in the NFC. So I think, I think the Packers, I'm confused why they're underdogs. I guess it's for the fact that they're away. So I I think Aaron Rodgers going out there. I mean, they have a tough defense. That's the thing is that the Colts have a really good defense. But I think Aaron Rodgers is easily able to go out there and put up 25 or 30 for the win, and that'll easily hit the over. Yeah, I think so too. And Rodgers hasn't really relied on Adams all that much the past two weeks. You know, he's found, he's found a... Valdez Scantling and you know some of his others got other guys and with Jones back I think the Packers win this game so next we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Raiders the Raiders won earlier this season with the Chiefs only loss yeah that's tough because I really I think the Chiefs Chiefs are good Raiders are good but I kind of I kind of think that was a fluke I kind of think the Chiefs kind of went in there just a little overhead you big-headed, but I think the Chiefs easily handily win this. I mean, they're going to be firing all cylinders, but I think the Chiefs, you know, Patrick Mahomes is coming to play on Sunday, so I think it's and, easy. And it's a Sunday night game, so you know, you know, everyone's going to be fired up and, and going at a lead to the stadium, but I think, like you said, the Chiefs have to win this game, and I think they win by the uh, eight-point spread. I think the over definitely hits. The Raiders actually have an underrated offense, you know, now that they have some weapons you know, they've always had Waller, but now that you got rugs, if they can, you know, execute and use them, the Chiefs don't have the best defense in the NFL. So I think the Chiefs win. Maybe the Raiders can keep it close, but odds are they won't. We have the Los Angeles Rams at the Buccaneers. Um, you know, I was surprised, you know, the Rams were able to take down the Seahawks last week. And, but, I mean, I just, I just hate – I hate going against Tom Brady. I mean, he's Tom Brady. He just – this guy knows he's seen everything. He knows everything that's going to happen. I mean, he's leading his team out there. I told you they go out. They put a big one up last week. So I think they easily cover this in the overhits because this is going to be a high-scoring game with two good offenses. 
when I saw this game, I saw a really close game, actually. The Rams, their offense is actually one of the best and underrated in the league. You know, Goff, he has the potential to throw for 300 yards every single game, especially with their weapons with, you know, Cup and Woods and even Higby. And then the running game hasn't been bad either with Henderson and Malcolm Brown. So I picked them to be close but not win this game. Like you said, Tom Brady is just too good. And especially in prime time, like, I don't think he feels any pressure at all, especially being at home now. Like you said, the over easily hits. I think these are two offensive teams that can really get it done. The only thing that kind of scares me about the over is that maybe the Buccaneers defense just swarms them because they are one of the best in the league filled with stars. Yeah, I see that, that is the thing. It could just be a low-scoring affair. You know, two defenses come out to play, but who knows. All right, so thanks for joining us. That'll do it for us today from Ari Ezra. I'm Justin, and this is Ezra and Potter, Sports Talk.